episode of the Franken Culture Wrestling Podcast. Again, as always, I am Martin. I am here joined again today by the NXT Queen, Miss Katie. Hello. And, and as always, the Red Dog himself, Mr. Cliff. Hey, hey. So we are going to be discussing the superstar shakeup that happened earlier this week. GM of Raw, GM of SmackDown, Kurt Angle and Paige, they decided to get together, mingle a little bit, do some trading, uh, because Vince McMahon doesn't like the word draft. And uh, the first one that happened was something I think that Cliff correctly predicted, and that was uh, <clears throat> Jinder Mahal going to Raw. Yeah, you know, it was like very interesting with this, man, because... Sorry, I know, I know. <laughs> he brought along the, the, the U.S. title, and I thought this was, like, an interesting move, like, right off the bat. If you remember the last time we saw the shakeup, when we had, like, the heavyweight title as well as the WWE Raw title, like, that shakeup, like, they switched, like, back and forth all the time. So that's why when last week I was talking about this, I was like, I definitely see this happening because it's two big titles that you can – are two – one big title and one kind of mid-card title that can just, like, easily be moved around, and you could definitely get the most out of it. But seeing Jinder come over, I was like, oh, man, that's that's not really something I wanted to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was the the last shakeup they did it where the titles switched again because Dean with the Intercontinental came over, and then I think it was Chris Jericho or whoever had the U.S. title at the time went over to SmackDown. So. Yeah, Kevin. it was Kevin Owens that went, and then because I was, it was like that whole weird thing where like Chris Jericho won it back, and then like they had the match, and then he won it on on SmackDown. Like I don't know, I remember it being kind of confusing. But yeah, the the fact that the U.S. title went on to Raw, I definitely thought that they were going to do the same thing, and that the Intercontinental was going over to SmackDown. As soon as you know, Kurt said that he was defending it and everything else like that. I knew that it was going to, I figured it was going to change. And I was just pleasantly surprised that it was Hardy. I didn't think that Hardy was going to go over. I thought at, with Hardy, I was like, oh, well, maybe this is a sign that, you know, Seth is going to go over. But still pleasantly surprised that Hardy won it, becoming a, what, another Grand Slam champion? I don't know how much. Yeah, yet another now. one. <laughs> yeah, so crazy enough, man. Did you know, like, so in the original format of, like, all the titles that's ever come out, so everything from, like, the WWF title all the way through, like, a hardcore title and even into the to the current title, well, like, to the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title, like, only two wrestlers has won every single title in their original format. And one of them is Jeff Hardy, and the other one is Chris Jericho. And when you think, like, all the superstars that are out there, you're like, holy cow, like, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, Taker, Stone Cold, The Rock, only two guys. And that's, like, an insane thing to think about. Wow. That is really cool. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Jeff Hardy has been around long enough to have captured the European Hardcore Intercontinental U.S. Multiple tag teams. uh, Yeah. WWE, World Heavyweight. The only thing he doesn't have technically under his belt yet is uh, the Universal. So, yeah. Well, he doesn't have the SmackDown titles. I mean, think about it, because he was a Raw title champion at one time. Yeah, he doesn't have the SmackDown titles now. He he won the, quote-unquote, the World Tag Titles, which was the first tag titles. And then he won the WWE tag titles, which then in turned into the Raw tag titles. So technically, yes, he needs to win the, the SmackDown. Yes. Yeah. By technicality. It's funny. I saw, I don't have the list in front of me. Clearly, I'm not prepared. But it's like Kofi Kingston is one title win away from becoming a Grand Slam champion. 
It's like he needs a WWE or Universal. Is, isn't Sheamus one one win away from having like every accolade you could have? Because he won King in the Ring, he won Money in the Bank, he's won the Rumble, he's had almost all the titles. I can't remember what's the last thing he has to win. He's won the United States, he's won Intercontinental, he's yeah. won the Raw Tag Team, he's won WWE title. King of the Ring, Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank. The only it other might thing would be they may be counting the univ uh the Universal, SmackDown like just in Universal, and then if you want to get petty with it, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah, but Let yeah, me see. I'm I trying mean, to Google. That's it still see. impressive though to think about it. Like we've watched, we've all been watching wrestling. Some of us since like the early '90s, and some of us since like early 2000s. But we're still, regardless, we've been all watching it and just think like all the things that we're actually seeing with like how cool it is that the very few selective people are really getting kind of picked out. And even though we had like the shield and all three of those guys have won the grand slam, it's like nothing compared to even think about it, John Cena is a 16 time world champion. He's still not a grand slam winner. Yeah. No. Yeah. I see title. Yeah. Sheamus has not gotten the, uh, the intercontinental either. Oh yeah. That's right. He has. Yeah. He is one as they call uh, he's one championship away from becoming a full house grand slam champion. Oh, there's so many terminologies that I have to keep up with. You know. Uh, oh yeah, well. I'm also trying to see if I can find the accolade. Like the Rusev finisher? No, not the Rusev <laughs> finisher. <laughs> Got him. That, that was good. That was a good pun. You set yourself that was up for great. that. I guess I did. Womp womp. Speaking, Speaking of, of people. <laughs> yeah, spe speaking of uh, womp womps and everything, kind of was taken aback by Riot Squad coming in. And again, oh. we didn't have a finish to Sasha Bailey. Yeah, once again. It's just dragging. And it's not a good type of dragging. Like the slow burn, it's it's burnt out now. It it needs to have some sort of culmination. It needs to have some sort of twist and turn. We I feel like we're dragging it on now by introducing new heels to the Sasha Bailey dynamic that they have to team up with each other again to go against them. And it's yes. Just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense no more. And and I I I'm I'm one of those people that like I remember watching the Iron Woman's match with Sasha and Bailey, and I was a huge fan of that. So when she came, when Bailey came over, I was like, oh man, they're about to have these great matches and stuff. And Charlotte and Sasha did have great matches. I don't want to take anything away from them, but I was like, yo, Bailey is able to do things that Charlotte just can't do, and Sasha is able to kind of take those bumps unlike she can with sorry, Charlotte. It's just a different atmosphere, different feeling in those matches. Matches. and mm -hmm. like so now seeing them like they're they start off really great the match is getting kind of rolling and then like all of a sudden you're just like abruptly end it with the riot squad and i get it like those girls are cool and they're like the badass chicks but i was just like at this point i'm just like come on man let's just have this match i don't even care if you put them in a steel cage now i just want to see yeah. this match happen in between these two it's been going on for almost what about a year and a half now and even the mission impossible theme song has an ending to it so we gotta wrap this up <laughs> yeah nice. i just I, I need I need some extra sauce. I, I need I, I need this to not be a flavoring epidemic on this food or buffet that is the Sasha Bailey storyline. I need some spice. I need something mm. to change this dynamic because it is stale and bland. Like, well, they I, they just need to change. I mean, they need they need it for the sake of Bailey. I mean, God, they they're they have a chance to salvage her. Because they ruined her since she's come to the main roster. I mean, my God, we thought she was foolproof, and they just fucked her up. But, well, I think that goes back to, yeah. to to Vince McMahon. I think it goes back to Vince McMahon not knowing how to can use the 
best pieces that he's awarded. Like, God, man, you've been playing with pawns for so long, man. You forgot that you can actually have actual pieces for a chessboard. Like, Triple H is, like, setting you up perfectly with these people. And all you're doing is just damaging their relationship and not really doing anything to help build their character up. So, I was like, I know Vince has the, that great touch, but geez, man, like he's got to like he's got to let go and let Triple H run Raw and SmackDown. Absolutely agree. He's just a little too out of touch. Every now and then he hits a grand, you know, he hits another ground slam or he hits a, you know, a, a good note. But most of the time, it's just failure. Now, so what do we? So what do we do to rectify the situation with Bailey? Do we turn her heel or? Do we put her into that underdog role a la NXT where she's losing, but... No, you know. I don't think I don't think you go with the underdog anymore. I, I think a heel turn would actually kind of be fresh. It would be unexpected. It could, it could... She's been doing this gimmick for how long now? Like four or five years? So, Since you know... Since Dusty was around running NXT. Exactly. And it's like, she could benefit from doing something that no one expects her to. And especially since she's really not good that good at promo she may be more comfortable being a bit more heelish you also have the opportunity to do to do something very fresh with that type of character as a heel you know the the good old you know aw shucks goody goody girl that turns heel you could do something that nobody else is doing it just depends but, on what you do with her uh, but i also feel like sasha's character is getting kind of stale as a face oh she's been stale forever for a while now yeah and they keep on wanting if it keeps seeing like they want to pull the plug on her heel turn which would be incredible because let's you know let's be real that was her best time was nxt yes. as a heel going against bailey going against charlotte uh don't get me wrong i love the fact the crowd loves her ever since she was brought up they, with this we want sasha chance and everything clearly there's the demand but let's not forget what made her so popular or made yeah that's the thing her. she was popular so yes they made her face because she was so popular but you could be it you know aj styles was still popular when he turned heel and kevin he owens was so popular heel. the whole exactly <sighs> kevin owens was popular the whole time he was the heel we have a bit of a problem down in nxt with people loving heels they're just gonna do it but the more that you keep people face or you turn people face because they're popular a la bobby rude you ruin them so you really mm. they really just need to get over if someone's popular just do what's best for the character right yeah, yeah i agree i agree and one of the things i did like was when sasha first debuted like on the raw roster you know they had like the team bad thing but she was like a real and i i remember her from her promo like from her promos they were showing of sasha banks going through nxt and coming into the raw i remember like seeing her i was like yo man she's really like i liked her because she was really bad like she was like she was a bad chick and then then all of a sudden out of nowhere charlotte became the heel sasha yeah. in the face and i was like it should have just stayed the same way like charlotte should have stayed the face sasha stays the heel and then eventually you can do the face you, you make her turn face and then eventually she has to go back to being a heel like that's sasha's best work is as a heel like i 100 agree and with bailey i think having bailey turn heel is also going to be like one of those things that you don't expect kind of like the hulk hogan turn like, yeah i think you would you would see it's not gonna be on that epidemic scale obviously because bailey's not that big of a star but to have something like that you'd be like oh man like and you can have Bailey just stand over top of Sasha and just be like, you are nothing without me. And then just like start stomping her down. And then eventually you have that friendship break off. I think what it really would have worked well is if Sasha or Bailey would have went to SmackDown the way it split the two up. So they don't. Have That's to, what I thought was going to happen. Thing. I wish they would just remember 
like going back to Sasha right quick, I wish they would remember that they don't have to copy everything that they did from NXT. Yes. But they can they can bring remnants of it back so that way you have a fresh pot. Leftovers are okay. Yeah. And then I, I really think that if this if we're gonna continue to like stir the pot with Riot Squad attacking Sasha and Bailey going from there. I see. I definitely see them probably putting something in in motion for SummerSlam and or prior, and then hopefully one of them moves over to SmackDown, so that way we freshen it up. I know it's like a little too late because you know the shakeup just happened, but I'm hoping that this gets resolved sooner than later. Yeah. AOP versus Slater and Rhino in a squash happened right yeah. after that. Don't know <laughs> how. I'm I'm say though, sorry, something really quick. I just want to say though, I did like the fact that Heath and Rhino jumped him right off the start and then yes. like, obviously from there it was just a, a domi- do- uh, demolition of just those two but i did like the fact that they were like you know what we're gonna be the aggressor today they went right after him instead of the other way around because i feel like if aop would have just been there and just dominated them we would all been like oh this is dumb or why are they even together and instead we saw yeah. them them try to take the pace so i did kind of like that that was kind of a cool aspect yeah i agree i just it's, it's, you knew what was happening we're, we're we're here to build up aop and everything um i just don't know if i like the mystique of them without Ellering. I don't know. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, some things, you know, why not end something before it gets stale? They they've gotten comfortable without him. So, you know, see see where it goes. Yeah, that's I'm I'm like I'm hesitant, but at the same time I'm I'm trying to withdraw the hesitation a little bit so that way I can see where it goes. Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't know. I'm happy mm-hmm. they got brought up, but I'm just shrug. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, onto something that was actually a great interaction. Um, and before I continue on to this, the next the next part of what, what happened in Raw, um, I did pull up a list I did find. The modern Grand Slam winners, what we were talking about earlier. The current active and or part-timers that need one title win to become Grand Slam winner. John Cena needs an IC title, like we talked about. Uh, Katie, you, Sheamus needs an IC as well. Kane mm-hmm. and Triple H both need the US title. Wow. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Kevin Owens needs a tag team championship in order to become a Grand Slam winner. Zack Ryder. Okay, that's, hold on. Real quick aside about that. How long has Kevin been on the main roster not long not at all about two years and he is one title away one title away from being a grand slam champion you just said that triple h is one one away kane is one away and so is kevin who's been on two years like that's insane like he's had a couple of bumps bumps in the road but man they they have done some some stuff with kevin owens Oh, but see, and, and that's the thing, though, is I wonder, like, how much, because, like, when KO showed up, right, with the NXT title and, like, was beating up John, and talking trash to John Cena and then beating him up, I just felt like, because he put on such a great show in that first match with Cena, they were like, we're going to strap everything we can to him. And they legitimately gave him, it was, I just, it feels weird seeing Kevin Owens without a title on him. And yeah. I guess that's, that makes sense. Because, like, no, he had yeah, a no, title. Really yeah, it just doesn't look right. And so when you see him with a title, you're like, man, he actually looks like a beast with the title so i feel like that's what they're doing is they're like we have to give him a title because if he doesn't have one he really just doesn't look the same i actually think that someone did note that kevin has had a title on him then he hasn't since he debuted yeah I I, yeah. I think that stat's still correct. Yeah, no, agree, hundred percent. Yeah, you could, pro- you could probably even add in he, he was just, he was only down there for a short amount of time, and most of the time he was the champion. <laughs> yeah, the most most of his NXT run was him being champion. Yeah, and he was it the was quickest to come out of NXT. It was it was a month 
it was a month short of his entire run because he did, or no, I mean like two months because it, it was from one, it was he debuted on the takeover that Sammy won the title. Sammy won the title. Parker. And then, yeah. And then he uh, won the title at the next one. And it was about, I want to say, no end of November to like February. Yeah. So a couple months and then he was champion. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when, I remember when he like, he had his promo with Finn Balor and Finn Balor was talking about becoming a demon and letting the demons out. And I remember Kevin Owens like cutting this awesome promo where he's like, yeah, I've heard all about it, but you know what? Like, I'll be honest, I'm not impressed. He's not winning today. And I was like, dude, that's such a dick thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> the other, the other three people who are missing one title would be Kofi Kingston, Zack Ryder, and Shelton Benjamin. They all need a major title victory. Zack wow. Ryder? <laughs> yeah, Zack Ryder is one of Away. They should That's just right. give her for a day. <laughs> just do the Rey Mysterio thing. Here's a title for two hours. Yeah, enjoy it. it the yeah. next time someone has money in the bank, <laughs> and then right. John Cena, John Cena will just take it from you. Oh, that yep. was terrible. We're not going to get into we're not going to get into that discussion. Yeah, you know, we've got a lot to talk about. This Grand Slam thing was supposed to talk about going into Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and the Miz and the Miztourage. That interaction was like such a great heel revelry. I really enjoyed their interactions as heel. them jumping around with their arms. Yes, um, and Sammy, I just. Sammy, I I do face or heel him with with the glasses on reading the letter. Oh God, such Sammy a is gold. Ass. Yes, Sammy gold. is gold. I love the fact that you can put him in any situation. I it was yeah. such a giant question mark with him being a heel because yeah. you know he's been such a huge baby face for NXT up until now. Hello, is anybody watching? Like, I get your cute views with what to do with Bailey. Look at what you did with Sammy. Yeah. This is how you do it completely change it and maybe the benefit is sammy knows how to speak on the mic yeah really kind of kind of is just kind of ma- monotonous with her tone yeah. but the whole segment and with kurt saying that the miz is going to smack down without the Taraj. i mean it just that whole segment was just fantastic and i loved kudos it to yeah. sammy kudos to miz kudos to bo dallas and freaking curtis act just just everyone five stars in that segment Love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with that too. Uh, funny thing with uh, with me mentioning Zack Ryder, he was <laughs> he got kind of shafted. It was announced via Twitter during that segment that he was going to Raw via Twitter, and then Zango was going to Raw via Instagram all during that segment. Oh um, my god! Yeah, it wasn't actually put on there for Zango until later. It was announced first on Twitter and or Instagram, and then we got Natty coming to Raw, Ugh. which Ugh. shrug. I'm just I'm just shrugging. I hate. That. I don't. I just Natty. Like <laughs> I never have. Like, you just don't like her because she can't speak on the mic at all? Or you just don't like Like, she's just a terrible human being to you? Well, no, I don't think she's a terrible human being, obviously, but... (laughs) She's just a terrible actor. She's a fucking... Oh, God, she's so... Yeah, no, her character. Heel face, everything, she's just Oh, everything. I hated her as a face, I hated her as a heel. I admire the fact that she's a talented wrestler. She's the only female to graduate from the Heart Dungeon. She's a heart, she's a legacy. If I never ever heard her make any fucking noise from her face hole, I would I would die happy. <laughs> she everything. Her her promos, her rebuttals, her gut, her noises. The noises that come out of her mouth when she's, she's wrestling. The come on! And then She ah. is definitely her father's daughter. Oh god. Put a beard on her. It's 
It's so crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to think that when you had Tyson Kidd, Davey Boy Smith Jr., and Natalia, at that point in time, if you looked at all three of those, there's no way you would pick Natalia to be the star in that group, that faction, in the new Heart Foundation. There's no way you would have gone like, you know what? I think Natalia's going to be that person. You would have sworn it would have been at least Tyson Kidd or maybe even Davey Boy Jr. And like yeah. all of a sudden, like everything just falls apart and look who's left standing. You're just like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Just like, uh, just like. Daddy has good work ethic and she, she is crisp in the ring. You no, know, she's very solid. You no know, being trained to the heart dungeon. Yeah. I think it'll and... be good. I think it'll, she'll have a good program with Rhonda. I think that's a good first start. It'll build credibility for Rhonda because Natty has the titles. She has the pedigree about her yeah and and as one of my friends pointed out he said that she'll definitely help Rhonda in the ring and just having her a a lot you know working with her is definitely a good idea just for Rhonda in the future my only thing is that I don't want to see promos with them together because they're both terrible and awful and horrible well Rhonda's always had trouble with her stand-up but I'm bummed Oh, Ouch. nice. Ouch. I mean, aside from aside from Mickey, Natty is the veteran. Yeah. So I think I think placing Rhonda into a program, either teaming with her or eventually feuding with her, leading into <coughs> SummerSlam or whatever, I think Mickey or Natty would be first and foremost great to give credibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I'm per- personally on my side. I really were. I would have rather seen her with Mickey James than I would have seen with with Natty. Although I do give Natty and Natty does deserve credit. She is very she's very clean when she's in the ring. She does do great work, but to me I just think that the better all-around veteran is you have to go with Mickey James. Yeah. Well, Natty has destroyed everybody on SmackDown. Natty has fought everybody on SmackDown. Had some sort of feud. Yeah, so she needed Charlotte. to go. I definitely Yeah. Freshness Natty for for Natty's character freshness would be to go to Raw. And plus, Mickey is gonna apparently having like a little mini feud with Ember while Naya feuds with Alexa up until the next. I can't think of the word. Oh, yeah. Pay per view. <laughs> yeah, so that was the next match that we had. Biggest takeaway was that rock style selling of the eclipse by oh, mickey james so good it mickey really good mickey is in such good graces uh, with reports like backstage because she is such a locker room leader she's you know great helping the newer girls or the younger girls learn the ropes and everything else like that and this just shows that she that selling was able to put over ember yeah like even further like yeah ember had her character flaws in nxt and hopefully we're gonna see some improvement with that with her being on raw yes. but ugh, ugh, mickey james <laughs> you can sell 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 stop it <laughs> ziggler then came into raw which was just again to quote steve i'm bored with you dolph bored i'm so bored but i am now intrigued because he brought drew with him i'm not yeah i'm gonna be honest i'm not with that <laughs> no, because i love i love drew don't i do too wrong. i was waiting for him i wanted him on smackdown personally you did say that you wanted him smackdown yes but i'm glad he's up i'm excited he's definitely i mean i think they should just strap belts to him all of the time i think he's great he's very attractive he's definitely mm. going to appeal to you know the the girls hopefully they can kind Rude. of see well okay oh i'm sorry gay men as well <laughs> drew is daddy oh my god oh stop it um, <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, like, oh, I, I almost hope that Vince would see him and be like, hey, that was the guy that I wanted to strap a rocket to his ass in the beginning. He's got a, He's older. He's got a better attitude. He looks even better. He's got that badass beard. Forget Roman. Let's. This guy can cut a promo and he's charismatic. You know, have give him have more t- of the... He doesn't have Tiffany dragging him down. Yeah, exactly. So I was excited to see him on Raw. I absolutely was not excited to see him with Dolph Ziggler because I think Dolph Ziggler, especially as a heel, is just a black hole of charisma. He's just like, I want to turn off the television when I see him. Like, So you think that Dolph Ziggler was successful as a heel because of Vicky Guerrero? Uh, Well, yeah, I think definitely a better heel back then with that sort of attitude but now he's like he doesn't act like he can't like okay his character is supposed to act like he doesn't care but it's so overdone that it's boring i don't want to watch it i'm not excited like i don't want him like to i just want him to go away like i don't i don't care like, yeah he's so agree. Boring. the one thing <laughs> yeah no i i i agree and even watching it back on raw i kind of realized too i was like you know he because like i watch him like like because he did a, a thing on WrestleMania, like the week of WrestleMania, they did an interview with him and he was very like upbeat, kind of talking, having a good time, you know, and just like joking with people back and forth. And then you saw him and then it was just complete 180. And I was like, yeah, you know, maybe if they just let Dolph be Dolph and just kind of let him have some fun with people, it would be yeah. a different different scenario. Like I would definitely be like, yo, like I'm interested in seeing this Dolph Ziggler, but seeing his heelish where he's like, you don't even deserve me. I'm like, stop it, dude. Like, first of all, yeah, right? not you. you're, you're cutting way bad promos right now. Like you legitimately are showing that you don't care. So it's probably either one of two things. One, you know, your contract's probably up and you're just like, I'm just going to ride this out till after the greatest Royal Rumble. Or you're just, mm-hmm. you know, in the process of just saying, you know what, whenever my contract's up, I'm done. And it's sad either way because I like Dolph. I've always liked Dolph. Well, after, after the cheer squad, I've always liked Dolph. So <laughs> it's, it's sad for me. Yeah, no, I totally that, get it. That finishing move, the Claymore into the zigzag was so good. It was. And, and I, that was you know, the highlight. Okay, I'm, I, I, I'll give it a chance. I want to see how it's going to go. Maybe Drew will make me care about Dolph, but I'd rather see Drew as a singles guy, preferably mm-hmm. a face, but if a heel just on his own dominating. I don't, I really, really am not going to be happy if he's Dolph's black. I'll be honest. I really want to see Drew turn on Dolph and then gender tag up with Drew. And then no. also you're going to see. <laughs> oh my God. Quick, no. 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 That's no, we're not going there. No, no we're not. We're not. You I can I cannot see a reunion. I cannot see a reunion at three and B. I'm just gonna be honest. You I managed see it, to make so funny. Ziggler not the worst option. <laughs> <laughs> They're all on the same brands. They are all on the same they, brands. So they just don't just imagine though. Brand. <laughs> <laughs> we're moving on. Isn't, we're moving that on. That could be something. <laughs> We are moving on. <laughs> After that wonderful finishing tag maneuver, which it better be in 2K19, we went on to Roman out in the Boo. ring, talking very little, and then Joe coming out again, tearing him down verbally, handing him his cojones on the mic, feigned confrontation, and then we got nothing. Yeah, well, and of course we got 
moment one, you're a lazy fat ass, and it's like, first of all, he's not lazy. He is a bigger workhorse than you. Yeah, shit, bitch. He has but been yeah, in this business just, for I don't know how much longer than you. So it's this, just this so annoying that lazy. like Roman like can go back to cutting like no promo and just like having no charisma, no reaction, and then or not a positive reaction, and then he gets to say like, oh, you're a big ass bitch, or you're a fat ass, blah blah blah, and everyone's like, oh my god, I forget that I hate him. No, 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 you still hate him, stupid. Again, what did I say last week? Can't cut a promo without using a swear to get to gain a reaction. And yep. unfortunately for him this time, when he did that, he gained a reaction, but it was more booze. Yeah. So. And see, what's funny to me is that, like, the only time I really ever like Roman is when he's with the shield and he's yeah. not saying anything. He's exactly. just like, I'm just the muscle. Yeah, shut up and play your role. That's where you're yeah. supposed to be. In the back, powerbombing dudes while Seth and Dean carry you across. I'm just <laughs> sorry. Your it happens. Know your, your role mouth. and shut your mouth. <laughs> All right, we spent one minute too long on Roman. I'm already over it. Natty versus Mandy happens, and Natty won surprisingly. Yeah. Then Absolution mugged her. Ronda saved. Already went into that about Ronda. Didn't like the fact that Absolution won. I mean, sorry, lost. Well, but... they were going over to SmackDown. So... Yeah, now that we know that, so I yeah. guess it's a send-off. Um, Spoiler alert over... for later in the yeah. show. Whoop, <laughs> <laughs> uh, We got Baron Corbin, or how I like to call him, Boring Coma. Uh, yep. We got him coming over to Raw. So, crazy thing, though, is something I noticed, and it's funny because, like, so I'm a huge fan of Baron Corbin's Why? first... In- no, 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 listen his entrance music like his first song that he's ever had like i was a huge fan of that it's actually on my lifting playlist when i go to the gym and i've noticed that it's changed Dork. three other times to things that are not that cool not that. yeah <laughs> um first off but, but i was I, um the words i'm a fan of and baron corbin should not be in the same sentence anywhere um i happen to like baron corbin or at least i did you did <laughs> Back when he was a good guy, and we're recounting how long the matches. No, I wasn't watching NXT at that time. I liked him as a heel in NXT. I liked him as the indie killer. I was like one of the only people, but I liked him as the indie killer. I just did. Like I, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was working with his strength. He didn't care, you know. I thought his match was good with Joe, and he had good matches with with some of the guys, you know, especially smaller guys. But mm. I thought it was pretty good. And then they brought him up, and it was just kind of like, mm, you know, Dolph I was Ziggler excited. Dolph Ziggler sucked the momentum out of him. Yeah, as always. <laughs> oh, Dolph. Poor Dolph. <laughs> Poor Dolph. Fashion Popo. Beat the ball. Yeah. I love the fashion popo. Everyone should love the fashion popo. Shocked to see them beat the bar. Clearly, we know it was a send off. Spoiler. Yeah. Does it make them credible, or does it make it just a one off? Oh, no. What's I it? think it should make them credible. I uh, I don't know. It was crazy because like I said it, I said it earlier during the whole thing. I was like, does this kind of like lower the bar? Like, <laughs> no pun, pun, in, pun <laughs> intended. Like, they just lost to Brizango, and Brizango like was a great tag tie like a tag team over on SmackDown, like as far as like in the, in the midst of things, but coming over to raw, there's like a lot of great other names out there too. So I guess the shakeup really is kind of cool to see both sides. But to me, I was like, this kind of hurt the bar more than it helped anybody else. Cause now they go over there and 
Jimmy and Jay say, well, you guys lost to Brizongo, and we dominated that team, you know? And that's yeah, well, all it really um, takes to kind of lower it. I mean, Brizongo did get wins over the Usos. That's how they were able to get that title match. Yeah. Don't forget that. Well, I, I also, saying. I I think it's it doesn't hurt the bar because the bar went over. If the bar hadn't gone over, it might have. But at the same time, they just lost to one guy and a 10-year-old, so... <laughs> Yeah. Ugh. It really kind of deads their momentum, though. And I kind of feel bad for them because I kind of was like, maybe they'll get them back on track and they'll like start rolling in the right direction. Because now here's the other part. You have the, the, the greatest Royal Rumble getting ready to happen. I'm all about that. Yeah, I'm all about saying it like that because it's just hilarious to me. <laughs> but so... <laughs> So the problem though is that you're gonna have the bar, and they're gonna they're gonna go against the winner of Matt Hardy and the Woken Warriors and and the Revival, and you know that the bar is not gonna win because it's for the Raw titles. Yeah, yeah the the the, the shakeup kind of spoiled, or at least it feels like they're spoiling a lot of stuff for. Yeah. But then again, this does feel like it's kind of like just a throwaway network event because they just want like someone in Saudi Arabia. Like, if you want to do this event in Saudi Arabia, it's gotta be big you know speaking of which like, like what's the what's the prize for winning the royal rumble in the in the greatest royal rumble i think it's another fucking trophy quote quote trophy it's another freaking trophy they're apparently they're obsessed with trophies trophies are the it, best man is it gonna be like the women's the women's rumble trophy or is it gonna, well, the no, battle royal gonna, trophy it's, it's gonna be like fun. a thong it's, it's not it's not gonna be <laughs> A thong trophy. A pair of hairy <laughs> testicles. Please, why? Why? <laughs> no. Moving on. <laughs> Please. Elias versus Lashley is that there is that the feud that they're gonna go with because Elias uh, Lashley has had two interactions so far with Lashley and I feel like speaking of Lashley I feel like commentators writers are really playing down Lashley to the point where he's just another guy I kind of don't like that I mean I, I don't feel the same way I well I I would prefer it this way though I don't shove down our throat if but he's I mean, gonna if he's... be Black Lesnar I don't oh. want them shoving him down our throat yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Black Lesnar. We're so That Roger. just happened. It did. Can't edit it. I mean, I can. I'm not. <laughs> I just, I don't feel like he's done so much better for himself. He dumped, you know, a toxic woman out of his life years ago. He went on, did MMA, trained that, was moderately successful. He went to TNA, kind of was their rock for a little bit because of the fact they were losing so many people like Bobby Roode, Eric Young, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. He was that rock that kind of kept TNA in place for a little bit. Not the saying that TNA was in a great place when he was there, albeit irregardless, I feel like they're, we're, we're playing him down a little too much. He's a great wrestler. He was awesome in 2005, 2006. He had great programs with Booker. Cena, Finley, Regal. He had great programs with them. And he has the potential to be at that level and go further because his mind is in the right spot again. And I'm just, it's uh, meh. I'm getting the feeling that WWE is just meh about him. I don't I have think to agree. so. I think, I think they are very high on him. And I think we're going to see a lot of him in the upcoming months. Dude, I would prefer, you know, going into a feud with Braun or something. That's what I, I feel. I think. But Braun is kind of a face now, right? Yep, yeah, but you can't put him against Braun because here's the problem though: is that 
you're either damaging Bobby's appearance when he first shows up, or you're damaging Braun. Like yeah. who you willing to who you willing to really take the hit on? Like, do you want to say, yeah, you can you can take out Braun Strowman, but he just took out the bar by himself. So how but who do you, you put it on? I, I would I would say I'm not saying Elias. Elias isn't a good pick either, though. I'll be honest. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan of him uh, going against Elias as, as his but first feud few, getting in. There are feuds that you can do that raise both people up, regardless of winners or losers. Especially with there's no title on the line, you can have those types of feuds. And it's been a while since we've seen where a feud had winners, a, a loser that was raised up. The last one I can think of that had a loser that was raised up would probably be Cena Owens. Owens had one good win at SummerSlam, a clean win over Cena, and then for the it next was actually Elimination Chamber. It was wait, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was. it was. Yeah, that was the first. That was that the was first like match. three years ago, right? Yeah, it was <laughs> when Elimination Chamber was just a special, not a pay per view yet. Ugh. Just saying. Regardless, Kevin Owens won him, beat him clean, right? Then, the, like, the next three times they met up, Cena won. Yeah. Overall, we would say that Cena won the feud. But yes. it raised Kevin Owens up so well. Because they, oh, yeah. they instantly gave him the IC title right after. Yeah. Or, so. Well, they had, to, they had to make up for it. Because I don't know if you, if, you ever, if you paid attention to, like, what happened afterwards. But so when Kevin Owens got that first win... Like he, uh, his merchandise was selling better than John Cena's was, and it freaked out like top execs. And so that's why they had Cena beat him the next two times, which ended, up, and then they ended up giving Kevin Owens the title because they're like, all right, look, man, like you did great for us. And that was the, that was the backstory for all that stuff happening, which was kind of crazy because I was like, yo, they should have kept pushing Kevin Owens because he was doing a great job. Like, and you would have thought, like, at least the third match between him and Cena, like he was going to pull it off. But mm. nah, that, that was the reason was because his merchandise had sold so well at Elimination Chamber right after he beat Cena that they were like, nope, we can't have that. we got to have Cena as our top dog, and he's got to be the top franchise player. So this is what yep. happened. Moving on. Yep. Yep. So before before we get into the, the main event and who the last one was brought over, we, were, we found out after Raw went off the air that Chad Gable and Mike Kanellis were also – oh, and Mojo Raleigh – were and over. the ascension and the ascension correct yes. so mm-hmm. all those not on tv brought over to raw i was disappointed in a couple of those things one that they weren't mentioned on tv especially chad gable i think that's a huge letdown on him i think mojo and zach definitely should have been split up i don't know why they came over they're like the jobber version of kevin and sammy i just i don't i don't know um i'm excited that the ascension is with brazango because their interactions were amazing but i had a pretty decent idea just randomly when i was taking notes about mike canellis going to raw i think you put him in a you you do like some side things with Kurt Hawkins because they kind of look the same. They're both jobbers. Get them in a tag team. Have them try and win and keep losing and keep losing and keep losing over and over again until they miraculously get a win and then they start getting some more wins and they manage to get momentum to have a shot at the title. They inevitably lose them. But it kind of gives them a little bit of momentum and a little side story. And then they can kind of go back to being what they are. But you can do something with them rather than just having these two guys that show up in five seconds. Just make them a tag team. I don't want to see Mike as a tag team. I don't. Why not? I, They're not doing anything with him. I want, I want 
the inevitable Zack Ryder Kurt Hawkins reunion. I want an Edgeheads reunion. See, I I think that's what they they may do, but I don't know. It's been done. I know it's been done, and but it was done. It it was it was a good little moment. They have. I think, you know, with Zach having the big moments and everything, I think they can work out some sort of, like, angle feud. Maybe even throw Mojo in there since Mojo is still bitter at Zach or something. I want to see Mike. I want him to do well. I want him to do well as a singles competitor. And I think they can put him... In, I think he'll be a great mid-carder to, like, go up against, say, maybe... maybe uh, Sith, Sith or Finn. Like, if you uh. have a good heel... Start up with him. And the funny thing too is like, aside from like that move, and I agree, like it, it should definitely be moving up like that. I think my biggest problem too is that Ascension, they they don't even need a reboot. They just got so damaged from like the nostalgia acts that happened back with like mm-hmm. APA and NWO. Oh. Like I can, I I will never forgive JBL for saying. You can paint your face red and black and pretend, but you will never be a Hall of Fame tag team. Like, yo, like, dude, like, I get where you're coming from, but holy cow, you just crushed an entire team. Like, their NXT run was amazing. They were coming up. They were doing some damage. They looked really good. They were really strong. And then all of a sudden, you just, like, shit on them. Like, yo, dude, like, why? Why was that necessary to do? Why was it that Vince McMahon said that it's okay to pull that trigger and let's just crush this team? Because that was the first... That was like the first real NXT team that came up. And instead of like letting those kids like blow up and be what they were going to be, you decided to get the New Age Outlaws, the NWO, APA, and you crushed them. I was like, that's not cool. That, t- yeah, that moment took a shit on the NXT run, the year-long NXT run of domination. They are easily the biggest NXT disappointment. Yeah. Next to Bo Dallas. I think Bo Dallas is more successful than the Ascension. I have to agree. I have to agree with that statement. I, I think Bo Dallas in, in aspect of NXT champions is it's compared to but everybody else. But the thing else. is, he was he was NXT champion, but he was a bit more of a joke at times, where he was the big scaredy cat heel and, and all, you know, ridiculous. He was very entertaining, but if you think of the dominance that the Ascension had and how long they were the longest reigning tag team champions for a while. Like, they were so dominant and so impressive, and they immediately were so absolutely terrible. And they've never done anything with them. Nothing. Their Nothing. most noteworthy thing would be being a part of the Fashion Files. That's it. Yeah, that's true. And, and then being, true. being shat on instantly when got promoted to the main roster. Yeah, I mean, they did get a Royal Rumble win over the New Age Outlaws, but it's a new fucking Age Outlaws. Yeah, they were old yeah. and dying anyways. Old and dying, and that's yeah. my And that's my problem, though, is that, like, this was a tag team that they were never supposed to be, they weren't supposed to be, like, the knockoff LOD. That just wasn't supposed to be a thing. And to me, no, I never yeah. even compared the two. I didn't compare the two together. I was just like, yo, here's some guys with some face paint. They look kind of cool. It kind of looked like they were kind of paying some tribute to some of their past wrestlers with, like, the eyes, the eyes marking and obviously the face tattoo or the face paint but then all of a sudden like out of nowhere man just like jbl just call them out and tell them that they look like lod i was like come on man like that's not what they're doing like you are such a prick for that are you gonna call out every like jbl you're gonna call every other gimmick that has somewhat of a resemblance to something that was done in the past like I i'm sorry jbl looked like he was the million dollar man oh yeah and i didn't yeah I didn't, you, I didn't hear you crap on alberto del rio with his you know very similar gimmick to you and million dollar man i didn't I, I don't hear it so 
I don't hear you shitting on the revival for being close to like what the four horsemen were way back in the day. You know, I, I don't hear Fuck that. Fuck Yeah, just <laughs> glad he is gone. So glad. We got Bobby Roode as the final person of this 10-man tag. Um, that we did. <laughs> definitely surprised. Did not think it was going to be him. I'm glad. I think I think it's going to be good for him to turn heel, knock on wood, yeah, over at Raw. So. I think they got a lot of potential with him going up against Rollins, Balor, Lashley. Agreed. Potential. But Katie, you made a very interesting point, and I want you to go ahead and have that. Uh, which point was it? Really? <laughs> Really? I don't know which one you're really? I make uh, well, I make excellent all the time. Let's so not get ahead of ourselves about? with that. Let's not go too ahead. Are you let's talking call... about what I said about Bobby? <sighs> you are painful. There were six NXT champions in the main event <laughs> of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> that is and, what I <laughs> And commentary did, point. <laughs> did not mention a single thing about it. Yes, I did. Oh my god. Sorry, guys. I no, did uh, mention done. that. I did mention that when we were watching. There were six former NXT champions. And yeah, they didn't mention it at all. I mean, they I did not. They had a any other time, like, what was it? When the Universal title was up for grabs. They're like, oh, we have three... You know, with Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor in the match with with uh, with who was it? Roman. With Roman, they were instantly on that Raw episode. They were like, "Oh, three of the four competitors here, are former NXT champions." They were on top of it because yeah. Roman was in the match, and they were trying to make it like, "Oh, Roman's hanging with the big guys, even though he was an NXT and didn't have champs." Blah 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 blah. Fuck that. They had 60% of the people in this match, NXT champions. It's probably because Coach is on um, commentary and he's absolutely fucking horrendous. Corey, no, that's not an excuse. Corey was there, Cole is there. I know, I'm kidding. Corey and Cole both entertain and help with NXT. Corey was in NXT. That miscue. Yeah, it was a big disappointment, definitely, that they didn't pointed out but we know all three of those fuckers could not spit shine morrow's shoes oh no no Morrow not at best. all morrow's number one mm. but it was funny uh, you know what's funny though is i really i like i like cory graves for his banter i don't and i don't know if he's getting it fed to him or if he does come up with some of the stuff like off the top of his mind he's not some that of right. the things, he's yo. Know, he, some of the things i laugh about because i'm like yo, he's actually at certain points i'm like yo, he's on the ball and other points i'm just like yo can you just shut up <laughs> I Can love we just Corey. watch Raw without commentary for a little bit? <laughs> That's the way I feel about Cole. Like can Jerry uh, can Jerry can Jerry just pass out again and we just don't have commentary? Wow. Oh wow. 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 I love you, Jerry. Wow. I'm just I'm I'm just saying wow. I love the kink. <laughs> wow. <laughs> One last thing for Raw, and then we'll we'll leave Raw to go to SmackDown. Chad Gable is back on Raw, as we said. Are we going to see Team Angle 2.0? Yeah, we are. Who cares? J- Jason Jordan sucks balls. <laughs> we get that. <laughs> But they're Jason gonna they're, they're gonna continue they're gonna continue this angle. I see I can <laughs> I can I can see a Jesus. Jesus. God. I see them continuing the storyline. I think Gable is gonna reunite with Jason. They're gonna have good buddy buddy moments. Gable is gonna retain his heel ways and just be in, in jealousy mode. And it's gonna turn into this thing where Kurt like chooses Jason versus Chad and then something happens to where he accidentally costs Jason a match over Chad or something like that and it's going to be then turning into a Jason versus Kurt rivalry. I I see that playing out. Mhm. That's interesting. I, I that's think gonna, that's going to be a long-term feud. 
Yeah, I, I I think Chad the Chad hurt Jason like angle oh, is going. <laughs> I think that's inevitably going to happen because Jason's due back from injury like any any time. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I agree. I agree with that. I hope. I I, I I would like to. I would like to see. I would like to see like Charlie Haas come back as well and no. then just like no no listen and you have like you have um angle two like worlds greatest tag team 2.0 but then you also have like this other one so when smackdown and raw do competition the one time a year happens you'd have those two tag teams fighting against each other you want american alpha and world's greatest tag team in a match yeah i do i want to see it because i think great because they're all great amateur wrestlers i just and i'm a huge and as a as a as an amateur wrestler myself even going to wrestle on a collegiate level i would just like to see like the technical side of what those guys can do i just i think that would be a really great match that would have a lot of great fine points to it you know charlie haas is like 47 years old right that's mad so look at look at sean benjamin Benjamin? He's like a thousand. Shell Benjamin's forty-two. <laughs> and he looks like amazing, but he's can, he can handle it. I'm, it I'm is a sure. thousand in wrestling years. He, yeah, that's a thousand in wrestling years. Then what make, <laughs> that makes Ric Flair? Uh, Ric Flair <laughs> is fucking ancient. Are you he's kidding ancient. me? He's like, ancient. there's like, there's like, no, he's like, yeah, because he's got to be ancient because that would make Undertaker like legendary. <laughs> so, oh, like, because well, Undertaker's yeah. like up my there too. So you're just like. My my sister still swears that Undertaker is 80 years old, and I have to point it out every time that he's younger than our parents. Smackdown! 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 <laughs> Swear, trying to keep wrangle you two together. Jeez. It's like it's like herding cats. <laughs> that's why I'm allergic to them, and that's why I'm sneezing a lot right now. I'm allergic to your banter. So we had your a, too much fun. That's a lie, because if you were, you wouldn't be doing this. True. Shut up. Age, we had opening segment with AJ Rusev, Aiden, and Daniel Bryan making the save after a very quick, almost squashy-like instant calf crusher into the match. Are they just purposely like doing this to us to, to like because they hate Rusev? That was like that even though that wasn't a real match it ended in disqualification like less than a minute long that instant transition into the calf crusher rusev almost tapping having to have aiden save him they are literally trying to bury rusev they're gonna literally bury rusev at royal rumble probably probably is, is, bury is rusev... me softly brother yeah just release him if you're not gonna do anything with him if you're gonna continue to do this because it's just insulting to intelligence fans everywhere yeah i mean we all see we all see like how much like everybody's like getting over with him and no matter and it was weird too because like no matter how much he loses fans never turn their back on their on their favorite wrestlers it just doesn't happen i mean you have vince mcmahon trying to shove down roman reigns still while the crowd's cheering for rusev like you should just say hey rusev like we're gonna do some things with you i mean i get it you gave him like the undertaker and you're gonna do the casket match at the world's greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> right. Nonetheless, like, you took that away from him for a little bit, and fans got pissed, and they were, like, they were ready to boycott this whole pay-per-view, well, on the WWE Network. They were getting, I... ready, to, they were getting ready to boycott it, and then you, they also was like, oh, yeah, you know what? We're just kidding, guys. We're going to put him back on there. Chris is just going to, Chris Jericho is going to be in a Royal Rumble. Spoiler, if you guys didn't know that, that's where he's going to be. But the point being, though, is that, 
like fans are literally telling you what they want to see, and they used to have Vince McMahon's out there again. It goes back to us saying that he's just missing the point. Like he's just missing the mark on everything. He's yeah. out of touch. He's an old man just screaming at the people saying, "Get off my lawn! I'm gonna do what I want." Exactly. And I just, I don't, I don't understand because like he obviously like it's not just John Cena's and Roman Reigns that he likes. He's he's clearly gonna put a rocket on Big Cass's ass. Don't fucking get me started that but like gender like he loves gender and he has gender all over the place like you've got rusev right there a guy that people are not bored of that that has a good look that is so charismatic and so funny like fucking do something with him well i think for having gender right you have gender mahal as like he's from uh they you portrayed him as from india he's the last great maharaja but I mean, you really you you still don't have a guy from India. Like, I'm sorry, he's from Canada. Like, and yeah. to be real, like you and I agree. To you you buy into the WWE network is got into India, and you really want to put him there. And I get it. I get all that stuff. Like, you want him to be the face, right? But you know, you're still crushing Rusev. Like, you're still not you're still not catching the point of what fans want here. Like, yeah. What about fans. the pe- what about the fans and the network subscriptions in Bulgaria and Russia? Let's think about that. Yes. <laughs> we need those guys, okay? They, we we need their support. It's true. You have, the, you have them on the commentary team, okay? So we need those guys. <laughs> it's true. It's Lana dead. didn't go over with him in the shakeup. Di- uh, oh, wait. I don't know why I'm thinking. I, I just mixed up Ginger. Scratch that. Moving on! <laughs> um, so Shelton Benjamin comes out next. Uh, insults. Gable. Orton then comes out for the challenge. Then Hardy comes out and sideswipes him, and then we have Shelton Benjamin versus Jeff Hardy. And my instant reaction is, what year is it? Yeah, that Robin Williams face. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Beard, what year is it? Because, and I did my research and someone posted on Reddit, so my research is validated, it was literally around 10 years ago. There was a match on SmackDown featuring Shelton Benjamin, United States champion, facing off against Jeff Hardy. 10 years later, we have roles reversed, but we have the same two people. What year is it? Yeah, no. But do you think, do you think like the WWE history team that was together, like, hey, you know, this would no. be fun? No, they don't. Or do you think it's just pure coincidence? That. Yeah, it was pure fucking coincidence, probably. But it goes to show you that 10 years later, those two guys can leave WWE, come back, and still have a barn burner of a match. I really hope they do something singles-wise with Benjamin. That's going above the mid-card. My problem, my problem with that was just that there's... At, you know, you already they already showed that basically SmackDown was purged for Raw. And you hadn't shown that anybody had come over but Jeff Hardy... And he faces Shelton Benjamin, like two 40 year old guys in the ring when you've got just like a locker room full of younger guys or newer guys that you could have had Jeff Hardy and not even a win, just like put over with a good match or Benjamin. Like you could have had two matches with younger guys and you put them together and it was just kind of like, eh, it kind of made SmackDown start off really. Eh. I, mean, I don't know. Next- I have to, I have to. I have to disagree. I thought that they put on a solid match. It was definitely something that SmackDown needed to get get boosted right off, especially after the 
disaster train that we watched happen with Rusev. I thought having Jeff Hardy, the Enigma, like light it up, and then even getting to watch Shelton Benjamin, like while the commercial break was going on, you get to watch Shelton Benjamin, and he was getting to use his technical ground game. I thought that was really great to watch, and then I thought, you know, obviously Jeff, you know, his fly, high flying attack is what ultimately like won. I thought that was a great. I thought that was a great way to kind of like a real great first match to lead us off with was hey we're gonna let these two we're gonna let these two legends show you kids how it's done and that's what they did they put on a great show i thought it was a great match yeah i, I definitely i definitely see where you're like i definitely it just to me it was kind of like ugh. i hope they just raise the bar with the two i hope they do jeff has been at the main event level on smackdown before we can raise him up to a single competitor like that again it, he has a potentially has a possibility pending he doesn't you know kill himself in another DUI, whatever. And oh, Benjamin God. is long overdue for that type of level. He can do it. I was very impressed with him on the mic. He's always been impressive in the ring. Let's hope they pull the trigger on both of them. Uh, he doesn't go- need his mama with a brick. Exactly. <laughs> we move on to Jay versus Harper and in a very quick, quick decimation of the Usos where Naomi comes running out, screaming, saving. Shrieking. Yeah, <laughs> shrieking to save her husband. Uh, <laughs> I'm in, I, while I don't like the decimation of the Usos, I think it, it did hurt them a little bit because they've been so dominating. I'm interested to see where this goes, especially with Naomi with them. I think pulling Naomi away from the women's division a little bit and having her go into the Uso storyline with, I was about to say, the Wyatt family. The bludgeon. <laughs> I mean, I, basically. <laughs> I, I mean, you're, I'm not wrong. They just added some hammers. Yeah. And some red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to see where this goes. It's yeah, different. Same. Especially with Naomi. Yeah. So it, it's weird that Naomi goes and wins the battle royal and then goes into a tag team feud with her husband and brother-in-law. That's it's just supposed to show that they have no idea what they're going to do with the women's division. That's that's all that is. That's all we're seeing right now. Because, yep. like, even on the other side, like, not to backtrack to Raw, Ronda, like, I, don't, I bet they still have no idea what they're going to do with her. Like, they just, they don't. No, like, think... what are you going to do? Throw her with Natty, and then you're going to say that's the feud that's going to start off with? Like, Natty will turn on her. Like, well, yeah, probably, because Natty is just terrible at life when it comes to friendship. Uh... Yes. <laughs> but, you know, with, <laughs> with, with that, yeah, I think that's a very safe bet. I think they have a definitive plan with what they want to do with Ronda, and I think they're going to go with it. With SmackDown, I think that they have the championship title picture so stacked with Charlotte, Carmella, now Asuka. Hint, by the way, she's over. And Spoiler. Fuck! The Iconics, the Iconic duo. I think the main event picture is pretty stacked. Like, Becky's just going to be there. Probably, we're probably going to have, like, a six-woman tag match next week uh, with Charlotte, Becky, and Asuka versus the Iconics and Carmella. Book it. I'm confused on what they're going to do with Absolution. I'm confused with, uh, I'm I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Naomi. To me, Honestly, I could see back. Absolution going into a feud with Becky. I would just like to see multiple storylines. That's, uh, that's really what I want to see. But they need to have, like, something that's going to give them that. So maybe if you introduce, like, the women's tag belts or something like that, like, you can just get multiple storylines. Because yeah. that's what really needs to happen is that we're so busy, like, we're focused on the two belts for the Raw women's belt and the, and the SmackDown women's belt that, like, all the other girls are getting lost and if you don't have nothing no plans with them introduce a new belt for for goodness sakes just i do it i i think i have an unpop a not popular solution 
to this, and it's not bringing in another belt, it's freaking add a third hour to SmackDown. And the reason why I say that, I know a lot of people are groaning that the writing isn't doing good wonders over on Raw. Fucking change your goddamn writers. Fix the writing situation. That's the problem. It's not the fact that Raw is three hours. It's the fact that you have writers who are drawing a goddamn blank. I mean, if you listen to the fans and listen to what, you know, get ideas from, you know, the internet and fans, mold it into something that you can create and then write for for all the people that you have on Raw. Raw is so stacked, but you brought Raw has enough time to showcase 90% of the roster. SmackDown after this shakeup is stacked. SmackDown won the shakeup. We're going to get into the rest of it. I mean, I'll just throw in the next. I mean, Joe came over. Then we have the club bar, uh, Big Cass. Uh, I mean, I know you don't like Big Cass. Did we get anybody <laughs> else? Sanity. Sanity. Sanity! I'm so with, Without that. Nikki Cross, mind you. But I am but, disappointed that Nikki... But the point I'm going with this is SmackDown is so stacked. I don't see a viable way to showcase all of this talent. I mean, they're burring Rusev to the point where they're probably not going to show him post-Royal Rumble post-greatest Royal Rumble, which sucks. We're clearly <laughs> going to be getting Big Cass versus Daniel Bryan a la, <laughs> and with, with The Miz as a sidebar or Shinsuke jumping in or something. We're getting something to that effect. Um, you know, I another... wouldn't mind. Um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, really quick though, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing the Miz versus Shinsuke. I just. I don't know why. I just feel like that you would be a fun match. Wouldn't mind seeing Shinsuke with anybody. Shinsuke partnered just... with anybody would be gold. I think no, Miz versus yeah, Shinsuke think... would be great. Yeah. I agree. It's gonna be an amazing match. Yeah. It's just. There's just so much. St- oh, I forgot about New Day and Our Truth. We forgot about them. Oh my God. Jeez. I mean. Parker. SmackDown is so stacked. It's not fair. I mean, and it's only two hours. So we got AJ, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, Sin Cara, Ty Dillinger, and R-Truth. There's jobbers. We got Shinsuke, Samoa Joe, The Miz, Rusev, Ainted English, Big Cass, Shelton Benjamin, The Usos, The New Day, Gallus and Anderson, Bludgeon Brothers, Sanity as a Trio, Seamus and Cesaro, Primo and Epico. They're due back soon because Epico is now healed up. Then you got... Charlotte, Asuka, Naomi, Becky, Carmella, Peyton, Billy, Sandy, Mandy, Zelina, Lana, Tamina. By the way, also, we have Andrade Cien Almas coming up. Yeah. Where yes. do you put them all? I Where don't do you... know. That's I'm confused because you have such – the SmackDown's tag team division is the best. SmackDown's women's division, in my opinion, is the best. SmackDown's mm-hmm. men's division, in my opinion is the best right now in, in just in terms of different matchups and yeah. just the credibility of it all smackdown needs something they, they need a, a room to show that's not main event <laughs> all this talent yeah i don't think it's fair personally i think i agree with you. i think smackdown should be three hours if raw is smackdown should be as well they should have the same number of people around it or whatever they should be able to showcase the same amount of time for all of their people i think 205 live needs to go to another you know they need to film it while they're filming nxt in full sale i think the crowd will be much better for for 205 live i think it'll be better showcased that way and then they could tour with nxt when they go over there, either the bigger arenas or, you know, the smaller, the, the bigger places or the small Florida loop in that you, you don't have them suffer with people just sitting there waiting for the dark match that features AJ or whoever. You have these right. people just sitting on their hands and a handful of people chanting for the guys 
while they're putting on fucking phenomenal matches. Every now and then you get a good enough match, like a, a match that is so, so good that it actually lights a fire under half the crowd's asses. But you, you would, you're doing a disservice to these guys that are putting their all. And Drake Maverick and Triple H is actually doing such a good job with 205 Live, but the crowd is just sitting there sucking their fucking thumbs. They're so I dead after the, after the two hours of what are. they came to see. And believe me, but if, if those people can still be lively at the third hour of Raw, and they sometimes are way more frequently than they are in the third hour, quote-unquote, of SmackDown, which is 205 Live, I think they should just have 205 Live go with Full Sail, have, like, the first hour of taping be dedicated to 205 Live and then be dedicated to NXT, and then you won't, because sometimes we get dark matches and stuff that isn't going to be taped or ever on on TV at Full Sail. We'll just stack it all with with talent and with stuff that is going to be on TV and you you're able to get the vibe back to 205 live that you had during the first week classic cuz it was filmed at full sale cuz you're not you're not doing any any favors for them touring them with smackdown you're just not no but they're also yeah you're also they're also a part of raw like that's where the disconnect is they should and when's the last time before wrestlemania yeah before yeah. wrestlemania but it, and it was very very sparse it was sparse yeah. because yeah, they used to but have you know, they do that with, two or three they do that with a few things too like that's one of my issues with like raw and smackdown together right is this is one of my bigger issues is that like the women's division is what's really carrying like for me personally I love watching the women's division more than I love watching the men's division. And the problem is, is you only get one or two skits yep. per week. And I have a huge issue with that because it's like, yo, like when you have people like and get it, people call her Sasha Botch all the time. I don't care. But you have Banks and she puts on great matches. She sells well and you put her in one match and like that's the skit for the women's. So like this week when we saw like the Natty and Ronda it was like, okay, well, that's something different. And then they had the Bailey thing. And I was like, oh, that's something different. And then when on SmackDown, you just get Naomi just run out and save. And then you had like one match. And you're just like, well, wait a minute. Come on, man. Like, yeah, this women's division is stacked. We can run multiple storylines. You can have multiple things happen. And they're choosing to, and the crowd is going to get behind you. And like for Raw, I think really honestly, the last part of Raw, the third hour, even the second hour should just be dedicated to the women's division. And for SmackDown, if you do a third hour, the middle hour should be dedicated to the women's division because those girls, those women can put on matches that just get people fired up. Well, yeah, you have Oscar, you have Charlotte, you have Becky. I mean, those ones just right there, they've carried good main events now for a while. And then with Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, Mandy Rose and Sonya, they've traveled NXT and, you know, have the experience to carry as well. And yeah. The reason why not, I, I like that SmackDown is stacked. I just, I'm concerned that, like, I'm I'm concerned for the releases coming soon. Oh, like, oh yeah. I, I feel release season coming because we they, we don't have room. That is forever. true. But one more thing I was going to add before when you were talking about the writers. One thing that I've been saying and thinking for a long time is that is there a woman writing for the women? I don't think so. I think the women are being writ written by men. And sure, some guys can write well for women, but. You need a couple girls on that creative team writing for because sometimes, especially namely, just recently, the Nia Jackson and Alexa feud, that whole thing. Uh -huh. If that was a woman writing it, it wouldn't have gone down like that. I'm like they would have done it in a classy way that had the same effect 
but it would not have been the way it went down. They've needed a woman on creative, or at least a woman that's capable. I don't know if there's a woman on creative. If if there is, if she's writing for women, she's not doing her fucking job. <laughs> so the writers that we have, we have uh, Dewey Foley, who is Big Foley's son. Uh, we have Ed Kosky, who is a writer, lead writer for Raw. Jonathan Bakestorm, who is, or Bakestrom, who is the lead writer for 205 Live. Joseph Belcastro, who is a lead writer for NXT and is a trainer for promo class. David Kapoor, also known as Ranjan Singh. He's an assignment editor. Robert Evans, he is a writer for Raw. And then we have two writers for SmackDown, Ryan Ward and Steven Guerreri. So to answer your question, no, we do not have. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't hear any there. Where's the bitches? Where my bitches at? <laughs> They're all training <laughs> down in NXT. You got Serena. Yeah, we, but we don't we don't need female wrestlers to write a good wrestling program for females. Hire me. Hire me. I'll write girls good. <laughs> I'll write girls. Right. I write girls good. No, I'm just saying hi- think, hire well, a woman for each show. Have them be the lead writer for the ladies. And then I, you'll see some different storylines happening. I, I have to agree. We need, we need I some. Agree. They're all about the women's evolution and everything, yet we don't have a lot of women in the back office helping the women in the ring. Yeah, yeah just Stephanie got, taking credit. But you have Steph. You have Stephanie. Yeah. She's, she's Stephanie started women's evolution, despite the fact that she was writing for SmackDown and still was writing the women absolutely horrifically. Mm. Well, she, mm. let's be honest, she can't write right now anyway because she has a hurt hand thanks to Rhonda. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Hashtag kayfabe. <laughs> <laughs> I worry about y'all. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. Okay, what else we got to talk about? Last segment was the, the tag match, Daniel Bryan and AJ versus Bruce, uh, Rusev and Aiden again, with Nakamura coming out and being the dick puncher that he is. Dick puncher! But, uh, <laughs> it, I mean, that, that set up for Cass and Bryan, more AJ Nakamura stuff. <laughs> now, <laughs> parallels being drawn, because a lot of people are thinking that Cass is going to team up with The Miz to go against Daniel Bryan, and that's going to be, like, the new age Shawn Michaels Diesel, or oh, they're, they they there was similar pictures of no, Dolph tell me Ziggler. that's not a real thing. There was similar <laughs> pictures of Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre compared being compared to Shawn Michaels and Diesel as well. I don't like those comparisons because Shawn Michaels and Diesel can hold their own on the mic, <laughs> even though Diesel wasn't the greatest, he could still do it. Uh, I think Miz is just going to be the mouthpiece for Cass for a while. I mean, that's a good idea because God, he's dumb. The guy is supposed to be he, apparently he was pre-med at one point, and he talks like he's never read a book. I mean, he's, 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 he sounds like a. He sounds like a. He does. He sounds like a Sylvester Stallone type. Like, oh, I feel God. like I'm watching a 1980s movie, just like with Sylvester Stallone as yeah. like big cast. It's terrible. <laughs> he's so terrible. Oh God, I hate. Really, I was, tell uh, how you really feel about yeah, William. Well, Daniel Bryan did not come out of retirement for this shit. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Oh my god, they're gonna, oh god, I just, I don't know. He's, he's big, everybody loves big. I mean, I don't, I don't fucking, that's all I gotta say about that. I like talent more than like big guys. Yeah. I like, I, I, he doesn't have any talent. He's no, just you're right. He has one tall. word, he's gonna spell it out for you. S-A-W-F-T. Uh, no, I, do, I don't think they're gonna do that anymore. They're not he doing it anymore. spell, apparently. Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> 
Oh, and by the way, he switched his pre-med to studying economics. So that shows you how boring he is on the outside as he is in the ring. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, any, any person who does economics, just why? You know, you know, you know why? You know why? Because I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a special quote from somebody because he's a nerd. <laughs> No, that's insulting because I'm a nerd and I don't nerd. Nerd. <laughs> All right, so top it off. Last five minutes with the shakeup and everything. Where? What are we excited to see possibly happen? Cliff, start with your sorry ass. <laughs> I think I think I I kind of want to take this a different way. I I just I really am kind of upset with how they're treating Bobby Lashley. I mean, I just think that they're just they're really damaging like his momentum that he could have had coming into it by just putting him in like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna make him the MVP of the 10-man competition literally is what he was and he's just like another face in there that's just kind of running things so it's kind of disappointing to me on the other side though what i do like to see what i am excited about is i'm excited to see really love to see Miz, the Miz KO and Sami Zayn run as a as a faction because I think that would have just brought a whole new life to um to just like wrestling again. But then again, you know, Vince is always gonna be Vince. So I'm curious to see how we can see if uh Miz, Shinsuke, and you know, Big Cass, if they can all run kind of together and just like make like this mean kind of uh, faction that has a great mouthpiece, someone who's like the king of strong style, as well as like a big guy. So I'm just kind of curious to see what's going to happen with those three like personalities get put together. I really want to see like that thing happen. Katie? Um, I'm definitely excited for the basically the main event picture on SmackDown just because of what you've got there. You've got Miz, you've got Joe now, and and you've already got. I mean, the potential Brian matchups are amazing, and I guess that's why I was disappointed that they're going to go right out of the gate with Big Cass. But you know, looking at, on the flip side, you've got to. You you don't want to jump right into the big slow build up, you know, that was Brian versus Miz, and you don't want to end that so quickly. So I'm fine with kind of waiting on that, you know, waiting on getting him in the Daniel in, in the ring with Shinsuke. That's gonna be pretty great. Um I'm loving the no speak English stuff that, that Shinsuke is doing. Um, but I'm definitely really excited about basically fresh matchups, just fresh matchups in the in the SmackDown division in the uh, tag division i mean raw tag division different stuff going on in the mid card but the women's definitely like i'm definitely excited the women's division yeah there's um the raw the raw tag scene is definitely have a revitalization bar being gone you don't have the shield there anymore because they pretty much dominated the scene for the past yeah. year i'm interested to see what happened what what axel and dallas are going to do i'm i'm hoping that ascension um really gets the elevation that they deserve i would like to see a heel turn for them really you know go against or raise them up as top faces because aside from hardy and wyatt you have slater and rhino which they're kind of well not kind of they are they are jobbers <laughs> you got Cruz and o'neill you got worldwide which they're just no you got brizango which is your comedy and so while they're good wrestlers i think we need someone that has the stability to carry the division as faces and i think the ascension is that because i'm pretty sure hardy and wyatt aren't going to last forever no i I think that would ruin hardy i I think wyatt definitely needed a face turn um but yeah so i'm excited for the ascension as the faces of the rock tag team division if they do that way 
when it having great matches against the revival i am excited for the potential of a club reunion with aj gallows and anderson uh, as a stable on smackdown i hope they do something awesome with absolution ember i'm always excited about ember moon i'm excited about bobby this was a good shakeup. this was really really good i i don't i don't understand why people didn't like it in the mm-hmm. end i liked it yeah smackdown still won but i liked it yeah so can we talk can we talk about the elephant the elephant in room speaking of the club uh Corey Graves, the mentioned ah! Bullet Club. Yeah, he mentioned Bullet Club. That's I thought it was funny, funny how he how he responded to it on Twitter. Did you guys see that? You, you're so famous, and you started so many clubs. I can't keep track. Yeah, he was like, Finn, you've started so many clubs. Yeah, yeah it, it was a good save. <laughs> it was. It was a good response. I like. Well, that. I've yeah, I heard that he caught a lot of heat for that too. Yeah, Vince like was it not slipped, happy. but he yeah he was not happy to mention the Boulder Club. Probably not. It's not something I created, so don't talk about it. Cease and desist. <laughs> Cease and desist. <laughs> so that was the shakeup. Thank you guys for coming in again, Katie. Thank you for your wonderful, you know, I hate big casts insight. I appreciate it so very You're much. Anytime. Cliff, I can't wait for you to discuss next time the greatest Royal Rumble because I know that's just your, the most favorite <laughs> thing in the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a lame name for a pay-per-view. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You'll upset the Saudi Arabians. No, whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anything else? What well, final thoughts? Final notes? Yo, can we change the pay-per-view name from the Greatest Royal Rumble to just a Titus Worldwide Rumble? We're done. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> we're done. I'm cutting everything off. We are done. Thanks everybody for listening. Bye. Right, bye. <laughs> bye.